those of us who God has called to speak the word of God and teach the word of God, we're going to have to get to the point where we're not relying on just what we know. We're going to have to rely on the power of the Holy Ghost to anoint the words that we speak so that those words will go out and stir the hearts of men and women. Listen, we just can't go to sermon.com and get us an outline, illustrations, and then come and think it's going to have some anointing on it. We just can't go get somebody else's messages or preach something we heard somebody else say because it sounds good. Ooh, that so sounds good. I get, I'm getting a revelation on that. We're going to need to have a revelation from the word of God, from the power of God, from the anointing of the Lord, so that when we speak, somebody can say, that man spoke with authority. Welcome to the light of the world. Today's message is about Jesus casting out a demon at the church. He want us to do the same. Come on, join us today as we walk in the light of God's word. The last time we saw Satan in the scriptures, he was on an assignment to tempt Jesus Christ to do his own thing instead of fulfilling God's purpose for his life. We call that the wilderness temptation. But although that encounter was the first time that Jesus had an encounter with demonic forces on the earth, it wasn't his last time. In fact, when we look in the book of Mark, he took special care to be sure that we understand that there are demonic forces at work in the world. In fact, there are 31 references to demons, our demonic activity, in the book of Mark. And we want to look at one in Mark chapter 1, verse 21. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then a man in, the, in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit, the King James may say unclean spirit. He said in verse 24, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Shut up, Jesus said, or be quiet. Come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed and they, that they asked each other, what's up? And that what they said? What is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even give orders to evil spirits, to demon forces, and they obey him. And then news about him spread quickly over all the region of Galilee. So I'm going to talk from this subject. Demons, shut up and get out. Amen. Let's take a closer look at this story. They went to Capernaum in verse 1. And when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as teachers of the law. The thing I want to point out, number one, that it was the Sabbath. It was the day that traditionally they went to worship God. 
And I want to tell you that Jesus set an example for us because Jesus went to church. Somebody say he went to church. He went to church. There are folks who are professed to be Christians, but they don't want to go to church. They'll tell you, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. But when you get Christ in you, you're going to go into the place of worship. If you get the church in you, then you're going to get in church. So you can come together and forsake not the assembling of yourself together. But Jesus went to church and he was involved in church. And he was in church and somehow they let him up and let him teach. He was involved. He was ready. And the Bible tells us that the people were amazed at his teaching. So it tells us that he wasn't a novice. It tells us that he knew what he was talking about. The people were amazed at his teaching. Listen, they was amazed at what he was saying, not at who was preaching. They weren't amazed at who was preaching. They were amazed at what he was saying. So Jesus wasn't a personality. Some people just want to go hear who's preaching. And when you hear them, they're not saying very much. It just sounds good. I listen to some preachers and it sounds really good, but when they're finished, I have no idea what they were talking about. And you've heard them too. When you get home, you can't tell them three things that they said. Besides, have I got a witness? And ain't I'm right? And are you going to pray with me? But Jesus spoke with authority. Now, I don't want us to miss what he's saying here because we are told that the people were amazed at his teaching. He taught as someone who had some direct knowledge. He taught under the influence of and with the information provided by the Holy Spirit directly from the throne of God. He spoke with the power and authority and the anointing of the Spirit of God. See, the teachers of the law had just got to the point where they knew so much of the word that they just spoke with a dry, stale, warmed over messages that was handed down from generations to generations. And if we're going to be effective in ministry, men and women, those of us who God has called to speak the word of God and teach the word of God, we're going to have to get to the point where we're not relying on just what we know. We're going to have to rely on the power of the Holy Ghost to anoint the words that we speak so that those words will go out and stir the hearts of men and women. Listen, we just can't go to sermon.com and get us an outline, illustrations, and then come and think it's going to have some anointing on it. We just can't go get somebody else's messages or preach something we heard somebody else say because it sounds good. Ooh, that so sounds good. I get, I'm getting a revelation on that. We're going to need to have a revelation from the word of God, from the power of God, from the anointing of the Lord, so that when we speak, somebody can say, that man spoke with authority. He taught the word by the spirit of God that would energize the word of God. It is the spirit of God that energizes the word of God that makes that word effective when it goes out. See, we can read every commentator that's been printed but it's not going to make that sermon effective. See, if we don't have any anointing on it, all we're doing is making some noise. That's all. It's not 
time to get up to try to have a preaching bowl or a preaching contest to see who can make the most folks holler. We're not competing for popularity. Jesus came to that service, nondescript, without any kind of uh, background, no kind of preaching credentials, and he began to teach, and they said, well, what kind of teaching is this? This man sounds like he knows what he's talking about. These are folks who have been going to the synagogue all their life, listening to the rabbis, and they said, well, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. These other folk are just stale and dry. So what do we know from that passage? Number one, that Jesus went to church. Secondly, that he taught a powerful message and the people recognized that it was a message of authority. Somebody say authority. authority. We said Jesus went to church. Here's my next point I want to make. Demon possessed people go to church. Look at verse 23. Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out. So demon-possessed people went to church then, and demon-possessed people go to church now. Here's what I was thinking about as I was meditating on this message. This demon-possessed man cried out, right? I wonder if the person sitting next to him knew he was demon-possessed when he got to church. Don't look at nobody. I'm not asking you to look at folk next to you and say, I thought something was wrong with them. You know, those eyes, just can't, you know, look at something in those eyes. You can tell when your demon's in them. You know. No, you can't tell. He just got a bad eye. <laughs> in our culture today, we, I believe we underrate, underestimate, and discount the amount of demonic activity that is still present and prevalent today. Now, demons like human spirits, are everlasting. They don't die out. They didn't just die where you think they are. Why do you think folks do all this stuff, the crazy stuff we've been talking about, we, we see on the news? Why do you think it's so hard for people to live right that want to live right? So demon-possessed folks, they still go to church. I've seen some come through the light of the world. And there's probably somebody in here now. <laughs> Y'all looking around like, where they at, Pastor? <laughs> what you going to do, urge them out? <laughs> but I want you to know that demon-possessed people go to church. A man in their synagogue, that's, why they, that's how they uh, described him first. A man in their synagogue who was possessed by the evil spirit. Somebody bring him. Now all the women say, see, it was a man. <laughs> now it come with women too. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. Now look at this. First he says, what do you want with us? With us. That sounds like more than one, don't it? What do you want with us? And then secondly, I know you are the Holy One. So somebody took charge. So while Jesus was teaching, the demon-possessed man cried out. In this account in the book of Luke, Luke said he cried out to the top of his voice while Jesus was preaching. 
Demonic activity sometimes will display itself, even in a church service, right in the middle of something going on. And some folks think it's, oh, they, they got the Holy Spirit. They're getting happy. But anybody standing up right now, right in the middle of my preaching and start screaming, they, it ain't the Holy Ghost. You know, the urchins go over and start fanning them. I say, cast that devil out. Don't fan them. Right in the middle of the preaching, and they're going to start screaming and carrying on. That's what happened when Jesus was preaching. He said he cried out to the top of his voice. But that's what the enemy does when the Spirit of God is moving and the Word of God. Jesus was teaching with power and authority, and the folks was getting it, and the demons said, hey, he started crying out. There are times when things are flowing by the Holy Spirit in the service and the demonic forces want to disturb the services. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at LOWCF. Dot O-R-G. Again, that's L-O-W-C-F dot O-R-G. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca, Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.